This podcast is rated off the real list. Explicit fucking content. What's up, wrestling fans? It is I, Basement Chair. And this is the Basement Booker's Podcast. And don't you forget, guess who the hell we are? Rich Riz, Basement Chair, Basement Booker's. And this is episode 151, episode Bacardi 151. Rich Riz, how the hell are you? I'd be a lot better if I had some Bacardi 151. My dumbass was too focused on what I was going to write for... My first ever raw exclusive free per listen tonight and picking up my beers and all this stuff and other stuff that we may or may not have in in store for the book of verse that we discussed earlier that we will discuss again later on. But yada yada, I'm rambling. The TLDR version of your question is good. How are you, bro? I'm good. Because I have a microphone now. <laughs> and I can sit comfortably. Mm-hmm. I can't stress the importance of sitting comfortably enough. Because one must sit comfortably when spewing bullshit mm-hmm. for about an hour. And that's what we do. That's right. Do you think maybe subconsciously your mind was telling you not to have Bacardi 151 so we can have somewhat of a coherent podcast available? No. Do you think maybe you were just trying your best <laughs> to just... Be at one hundred percent. I I would like I would mind if the bookiverse thought that, but no, that's not what I was thinking. I was kind of thinking of that I should. Well, I was I was definitely thinking ahead to tomorrow night. I'm planning on going to the bar, and that's the bar, by the way. Going to the bar and getting nice and drunk and chilling. What, what was I talking about? For for the sake of argument, the answer is yes. Because you just proved it. You proved that you wouldn't be able to carry on. Like, you know you have a free per listen, right? Yeah, I do. That you have to put out. Mm-hmm. And as always, I warn you before this podcast begins. If you don't want something on the final, don't say it. Mm-hmm. So, because the last time you did your Raw... There were some situations. Was there? There were some situations. I have to... Some ascension situations oh, that, that need to be fixed. <laughs> well, wait. In I post. I was okay about it getting out that I kind of forgot about them. I cleaned it up for you. Thank you. I appreciate I did, it. I did the best I could Thank with you. that mess. Because we know that you're also known as Minimal Editing Jair. It's not about minimal editing. It's about time management. Yeah. I learned that on the internet. Ooh. Yes. You can learn everything over there, but you can't learn... Joe Rogan? No. okay. Google. You can't (laughs) learn without the realness. Well, you you can learn without the realness, but you need the realness in your life. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, the basement bookers are here with realness. That's my whole... That's the whole point of that. I did not drink. I am not a drinker. Mm Mm-hmm. Not anymore? It's doesn't, been over three years. That's right. Doesn't bother me. Congrats. I will drink to that. But I will stumble and trip and fall sober. I don't know what that says. Anyway, you know what I miss about drinking? I miss looking up. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that when I was walking in the train station to go to work. Mm-hmm. Just running while looking up <laughs> and not falling. Yeah. That's. How did we not fall? 
I think Gravity took the day off. Something. So Gravity was like, you know what? These kids are having a good time. One day they're going to grow up. One of them's going to keep bringing up the fact that Jesus Christ was also 33 years old when he died and did all this shit and he yeah. did nothing. Yeah. I'm not naming who said that, me, but... That was also me when I was 33. Yeah, so why is this happening? I don't know. But... What am I talking about? Running while looking up. That's right. Running while looking up is the best. Yeah. See? Remember we had the ongoing debate about what was better, running while looking up or pissing while looking up? Yeah, I think one of them is safer. But which one? (laughs) It depends on the day. You know what's not safe? Running and pissing while looking up. No. Because not only... Is it gross? Mm-hmm. Well, the wrong person can see you. But it, you're going to piss your pants. You're going to get pee all over your pants while you're running. Yep. You not have, that I've ever tried. Not, not that, that you've you ever, ever tried. tried. Mm-hmm. And not to bring it down to toilet humor. But I have a really quick question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. You ever you ever on a train and you fart and like you can smell it and it's it kind of like attacks your nose Mm -hmm. do you just you ever just leave it there where else are you gonna put it no like you do it and you get out of your seat and you change your seat oh no what i like to do is because i was i was sick last week so for some i guess my stomach was bothering me and I'm on the train. I'm at the end. I got the two seats by myself. I love these stories. There's not that much room. Right. Well, there is more room, right? So, I all of a sudden, I fart. And it's like, it's the fart you lay where it's like, you you feel like you shit yourself, but you know you didn't. But it smells so bad Mm -hmm. that there's this one thought in the back of your mind where you're like, I really hope. I did not shit myself. <laughs> I'm way too far from home at this point. Mm-hmm. So, turns out, didn't shit myself, but it smells so bad. So what do I do? I get up casually. Best thing about being me is you're invisible. I get up, I go to another seat. Then I wait patiently. I'm making sure I'm sitting by the window mm-hmm. where I can see across from me where I can see if somebody sits there. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking out the window, I'm listening to my, my music, and somebody comes and they sit there at the next stop. And I'm sitting there, so I, I slowly turn my head. <laughs> I, she sits down, mm-hmm. and her face, the face that she makes, <laughs> it's like <laughs> her, her senses were being assaulted. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there by the window trying not to giggle like a schoolgirl. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, <coughs> I'm like coughing. Like mm-hmm. I had to, I purposely coughed just now, guys, just so you guys can play. And I felt like I was dying because <laughs> it was like laughing and coughing at the mm-hmm. same time. But I tried to make it more coughing because I didn't want it to be, give the impression that that was my mm-hmm. time release bomb <laughs> that I, I dropped there. But it made me smile. It was awesome. What a great day. See, that's <laughs> sometimes a positive thing can come from what could be a negative thing. What a great story. Indeed. And, yeah, so I guess that, that leaves us ready for the veggies, huh? Unless well, you had anything you wanted to add to that. No. 
No. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, though. It's crazy how often, mornings especially, how often someone in the sardine can known as the D-Train at 8 a.m., someone farts. And it's terrible. And you look around. And there's like no, like no one is clearly taking blame slash credit for it. And like, you always end up locking eyes with a hottie. And you have to give the look of, this is terrible. Who, who on earth would do such a thing? So that, you know, she doesn't think it was you. Well, someone was obviously not respecting the rules. The morning rush hour rules is you don't fart Mm -hmm. and you don't stick up the car because that's the job of the homeless. Mm -hmm. You can't take their jobs like that. For instance, I was on the train platform Mm -hmm. waiting and there was a dude there. He smelled like car service. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. Every week. There was no car. Mm. But he smelled like car service. Or when people eat smelly food. Mm. Gross too. Curry. Yeah, come on. It's it's 8 o'clock. This isn't good for you. This is bad for you. And it's bad for everybody around you. It's a bad thing. It is. I don't know if you heard, but the B and the T were both capitalized. It's a bad thing. Well, now that we're properly educated on subway odor etiquette, and how I drop farts. We're gonna we're gonna get sensible up in here with the vegetables, huh? We are. And sad news this week: Superfly Jimmy Snooker passed away last weekend at the age of seventy-three. Um, no official word yet as to the cause, but Jr. has uh, publicly stated that it was due to his long-term battle with stomach cancer. Thoughts are with the Snuka family at this time. Injury report. WB announced that Tajiri is out of action right now with an injured right knee. He just got here. I know. He reportedly suffered the injury while working a tag team match with Chinsuke at the recent set of NXT tapings in Winter Park earlier this month. Darren Young suffered a shoulder injury during his match with Epico on Monday night in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, he apparently fell on the apron during the match, and when he got back up, he was clutching his arm. The ref then stopped the match, and they brought him to the back. So when they let him go, do you do you think he'll go to TNA and team up with Aaron Rex? I don't know. Um, I wonder. Wait, it's not under Dixie anymore. I was gonna. I was thinking that they could sort of bring back Orlando Jordan and have them as an on-screen couple. I don't know if they'll do that. He's not comfortable with that kind of stuff. He's he's married. Yeah, that's true. But like, they don't necessarily have to do stuff. It would just be implied, or maybe they'll just be a tag team. Because do you remember TNA? Why do the only two gay guys on a TV show have to be a couple? I'm just throwing ideas out there. Obviously, this is an easy idea for them to do. If it was under Dixie, they would probably do it because it's an easy idea and it's a bad idea. But you remember Orlando Jordan was doing the uh, the gay angle. A few years ago in TNA? No, because I don't watch TNA four years ago or whatever. Yeah. It was interesting. Was it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take your word for it. Not in a, not necessarily in a good way. It was very... So it wouldn't be interesting. Flamboyant, right? no. Use another word? Happy news. It was officially announced on Monday 
that Kurt Angle is the first inductee this year in the WWE Hall of Fame. That is the really real Hall of Fame, which does not have a physical location, as opposed to the TNA Hall of Fame, which he's also in, which is just the back of Bruce Pritchard's uh, station wagon. I don't think... Do you know how long his car has not been running for? No, actually, I don't have that information. I'm pretty sure it's rusted to the pavement in their parking lot. What is this, CNN? We're not fake news. <laughs> We're only the real news here. Oh, yeah, I go to The Onion for the real news. Um, <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle said in a recent interview with Sports Illustrated that he would like Steve Austin to induct him. That will be a great fucking speech. I can't wait for that. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter... Uh, the main, uh, talent who's being groomed to come up to the main roster, work, uh, currently working in Terry Taylor's class at the Performance Center are Shinsuke, Andrade Cian Almas, Alexander Wolf, TM61, Hideo Tommy, if he can stay, uh, fucking healthy, Champa Gargano, Chris Hero, who just came back recently at the set of tapings, which hasn't even aired yet, Elias Samson, and Ty Dillinger, who's not in the class, is why I like to call the TNA crew. Bobby Roode, Eric Young, Samojo, and Austin Aries, because they don't train at the Performance Center. So they can just be called up whenever they want to. And Aries is half on the main roster, because he's, he's going to be on 205 Live competing. And he does commentary on 205 Live and on Raw for the Cruiserweight matches. I'll take your word for it, because I don't watch those. You don't watch 205 Live? I don't watch 205 Live. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch the 205 matches on Raw because three hours is a long time. And I watch Raw on Tuesday mornings and I cut the bullshit. But some stuff they do is too dumb. Continuing with the news, uh, according to, I'm, I'm guessing it's like a station, KIT8 News out of Jonesboro, Arkansas, AJ Styles was robbed while performing at the live event Monday night at the convocation center he's alleging that someone stole a black bag containing a thousand dollars in american currency and seven thousand dollars in japanese yen along with an iphone a set of beats headphones a small tv an xbox 360 and six xbox games this is the second time since september a visitor has reported items stolen from that arena while performing so last veggie and this is a fun one i i know a particular listener known as the Grooch, that'll appreciate this, but Don West is back in TNA doing what he does best. That is shilling merch on ChopTNA.com. TNA is hopeless. They're not. Okay. Like, just based on the fact that they got bought from Dixie, I am going to be watching more regularly now. All right, then I expect TNA report next week. What do you mean a TNA report? You want me to tell you every segment that happened? I want you to tell me what was interesting about that week's episode. Okay, thing is, I always watch it delayed because, you know, I can't watch stuff Tuesday nights. So I watch SmackDown Wednesday, and I watch NXT, and 205 Live, and Talking Smack on Thursday. Or I could just talk about last week's episode, because I'll be watching that along with this week's episode tomorrow. Did I watch last week's episode? I don't know. I don't remember. Exactly, dude. Oh, I didn't if watch you it watch last it week. before next week's episode... You could tell us about it. It doesn't have to be the most recent one. Oh. All you gotta do... It's not like you're gonna quiz me. You won't know. No, exactly. No one gives a shit. 
I just want to know. Our listeners won't know. They don't watch TNA. You got to give... If you had to convince somebody, you had an ultimatum. They gave you an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. You got to get somebody to watch t- last week's episode of TNA. Mm-hmm. You got to tell them one thing. That's all. But one thing. Or if you have more than one thing, the reasons why someone should watch TNA okay. from what you saw. Okay. All right? See, yes. that's easy. You don't even have to go into full detail. Cool. By the way, how do you feel about this upcoming match in, at ROH's upcoming big event? I don't remember the event. I didn't write it down. Do you ask these questions to show the basement Booker universe? I really don't know shit. No. Shut up. The, ja- uh, the Young Bucks versus the Broken Hardys at ROH. Wait, what? It's they happening. can do that? Yeah. The Hardys have flexibility in their contract. What's on the line? Nothing, I don't think. The Young Bucks are tag champs in Ring of Honor, though. I, so I, I don't think it's on the line. I think it's just because the Hardys been calling them out. So Because they want to face the best tag teams of all space and time. That was the... I, don't know, I was about to say Apocalyptica. Uh, Apocalypto. Why doesn't WWE want to make money? They should let... They should bring the Hardy Boys in against the the Wyatt family. Well, their contracts are coming up. Uh, I just saw something that suggests they're pro- they might re-sign with TNA. I didn't read the article, so I don't know what the source is, but... If TNA doesn't sign the Hardys and give them whatever they want, mm-hmm. along with Jeremy Borash... Oh. They don't take those guys and let them do some creative. They deserve to fail. He's kind of a weird looking dude. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's I, professional wrestling. No, I know. He's but... not a performer. He's a great creative guy. He's a documentarian of the Hardys. He, That's true. He's, he is Broken Matt Hardy's documentarian. And that stuff was good. But he's not his scribe. WWE needs to make money. And you know what they need to do? They need to put their pride aside and do a one-off. What a, Even WrestleMania. Can you imagine the Wyatts or whatever is left of them after SmackDown <laughs> versus the Hardys? Do Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper is the easy tag team. Might even be Eric Rowan. He's been hurt, right? Yeah. But he'll be back, maybe. Eventually. Because it looks like they're going to split Bray Wyatt from Luke Harper. Uh, again? Yeah, but this time... Like, before they split amicably. Mm. This time, it looks like it's going to be some bad blood. Like, maybe Bray... I'm, oh, look, I'm speculating over SmackDown. Maybe They have to... If, if they do that, they have to make it so that this was Randy's plan all along. That's, That's what the I was only getting way. at. Is this because I fucked up your Finn Balor story last week? No, I don't remember that. Because you were talking about how there was a promo and Edge was talking about Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. came back from injury. Oh, yeah, you kept dead. throughout the day talking about people coming back from injury. Well, it was Edge and it was Cena. And yeah. I cut you off. Yeah. That, that, is this it? Stole my thunder. You didn't even know you were trying to get revenge. Fucking bastard, no. You subconscious. <laughs> you subconscious came. Maybe I store memories in my subconscious. I should access it more. Maybe. that. Maybe that's what happens when you're drunk. You don't know. It's like you're using a computer intoxicated and you're moving files around. So you're playing the fucking mystery cup game with your subconscious. That reminds me, I, uh, just in case there was any weirdness about the last like 20 minutes 
of last week's episode for anyone that listened. I edited that completely drunk off my face. Obviously posted it without a description because I was so drunk I woke up and didn't even remember editing it. You might have started a new trend. Drunk editing? Not adding a description. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I'm going to try. See what happens. Uh, tweet us if you want a description. Or if you don't, let us know. Do you know where to tweet us? Yeah, it's at Basement Chair. Or at Rich the Riz. I was trying to let you say your own thing. I wasn't going to leave you out. I, I thought you would just say at Basement Bookers because that way we both see it. When was the last time you checked the Basement Bookers Twitter page? A couple days ago. What about the email? Been a while. Yeah. Only when you put... I'm not an email person. Only when you put it into Gems of War, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this guy used Basement Booker's Gmail address to no, sign I up for gem, Gems of War. No, that was not intentional. It just said, log in with your Gmail. I said, okay, click. Turns out I was logged into the Bookers. How fortunate for us that you were actually good at that game. Why? Because then we'd look stupid because our email is associated with it. Oh, do, can people like look up our email and see I don't what my characters know, do? Man, just represent, all right? Just <laughs> trying. Represent. Always, re- always be representing. I hit level one ninety today. All right, I'm not putting this nerd shit. All right, we got more news. You yeah, just told us how you feel about that. Oh, uh, do I have? Oh, I didn't tell you how I feel about AJ Styles getting robbed. No, I don't think. Well, all I know is. If if AJ Styles actually caught those guys, they better hope he doesn't find them because mm-hmm. they don't want none. They don't want none. So you ready for the first ever Raw exclusive? Okay. Welcome to Raw is free per listen. Rollins versus Joe. Pyros. Do you like NXT? Pyros. Free Pro Listen opens video package recapping the events of last week's Raw, where we had a series of tag team triple threat matches to determine the number one contenders to face the club. The Ascension were taken out before they could compete, and the club retained versus the other winners of their respective matches. Tonight, the Ascension get their rightful chance that they were screwed out of. So match one, tag team championship match, the club defending against the Ascension. This is kind of a short match. The Ascension starts strong, but a suplex to Victor shows the club that there might be an injury to, to his neck that they can exploit. They do so, hitting him with a big spine buster from Carl Anderson, followed by the Magic Killer for the win. Uh, the club retains. Wait, I didn't hear a bell. Bell rang. <laughs> I knew Did you were going to say that. Later, later, <laughs> on, later on, later on there's, there's a match that needs that. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Jeez. All right, so just so we're clear, every match the bell rang, right? Okay. Yeah. So you know, this is a bell. We have a bell on Raw, and it rings. Oh, just like SmackDown. Yeah. It's crazy. Backstage, Asuka comes into my office asking for competition, saying she's beaten everyone I've thrown at her. I mentioned that I haven't thrown everyone at her yet. I ask her if she'd like me to do so. She tells me to bring it on, and she leaves. We don't get paid by the hour. Nope. So you you can take your time with your stuff. Me? I'm I'm good. Am Am I speaking fast, or is it that... The segments are short. It's like you're running through them. Yes, I'm Sorry. Go. I'm excited. Oh, okay. Darren Young comes out to the ring with a microphone and demands a rematch with Ryback. He says he's been training hard since their last encounter and knows he can beat him this time. If you recall, I guess he shows us on the video, I didn't write this in, that he got beat twice by Ryback 
really quick. Bob Backlund comes out to tell Darren that he's not ready yet and he's going to get himself hurt. Young tells him that he knows what he's doing and that he knows how to beat Ryback. Before either of them can say anything else, Ryback comes out, followed by a ref. Backlund walks down the ringside shouting at him, shouting at him about him not being ready yet, but the ref checks both men and seeing that they're ready, he calls for the bell. Match 2, Ryback vs. Darren Young. Ryback looks confident, slowly getting nose-to-nose with Darren Young in the middle of the ring. Darren Young snuffs him and runs out of the ring. Ryback follows him and gets kicked a few times on his way back in, but he gets up and, catch, uh, and catches Young, who is trying a lariat, in a chokehold. Young breaks it with a kick and goes for a running boot to the head, but Ryback sidesteps, hits a super kick, and follows up with a shell shock for the win. Ryback walks off, his job done. Backlund gets into the ring shouting at Young, who's apologizing when Backlund snaps. He rips off his trademark white shirt, red bow tie, and red suspenders, and chokes his former protege with them, then gets him in the crossface chicken wing, making Young scream for mercy. Rest finally pull him off, pull him off a of Young, who's gasping for breath and holding his shoulder. Next segment. We have a hype video for Asuka showing her path to destruction thus far, as the undefeated NXT Women's Champion transitioning to the still undefeated WWE Women's World Champion. Asuka comes out to the ring in her gear, grabs a mic, and asks if I found competition. I tell her from the Tron that I said I hadn't thrown everyone at her yet, and she told me to bring it on, so here it is. Match 3, gauntlet match for the Women's World title. Asuka versus the entire Raw Women's Division. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> Follow me here because I had to condense some stuff, obviously. She runs through Aaliyah, Eva Marie, Summer Rae, Thea Trinidad, Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, Emma, Carmella, Peyton Royce, and Tamina pretty quickly before Nikki enters the fray, giving her some trouble until Asuka hits a high German suplex and Nikki's selling her neck. Asuka then makes a tap with the Asuka lock and Sasha's out next. Sasha gives the tired Asuka a run for her money, even locking her in the bank statement, but Asuka managed to get to the ropes and force the break. Sasha sensed the champ was weak and went for a spear, but Asuka hit the hip attack, followed by the Asuka plex and the Asuka lock, and Sasha tapped. The final entrant in the gauntlet is Bailey. They go shot for shot, but Asuka showing signs of fatigue. Bailey lands a hard shot that rocks the champ, follows up with a chop in the corner, then does her flip back thing and the running forearm that she does. And Asuka looks out of it. Bailey goes for a belly to belly, but that wakes Asuka up, who comes back with a stiff flurry, ending with a spinning backfist, and Bailey is now in trouble. Asuka sets up for the Oscaplex, but Bailey reverses into the belly to belly and gets the three. We have a new women's world champion, and Asuka has suffered her first defeat. We have a hype video for Austin Aries vs. Rusev, recapping Aries' first match with Rusev, where Lana helped him win, as she's done so every match so far. Aries challenging Rusev in a mixed tag match with the Losers Woman banned from ringside. Thea Trinidad's debut and the Thea Aries win over Lana, Lana and Rusev, bringing us here. Match 4. Aries vs. Rusev for the US title with Lana banned from ringside. Aries comes out by himself. The announcers tell us that while she's, while she's permitted at ringside, the trainers are still evalu- evaluating Thea Trinidad after her participation in the gauntlet match. Aries starts off quick, hitting fast strikes and trying to take Rusev out at the knee. Rusev catches an attempt at a flying crossbody, and has a hard power slam, turning the tides. He starts to set off the accolade with the boot to the back when Ares rolls over and pushes his boot to the side as he goes to the stomp, taking him off balance and causing him to fall. Ares rolls him up from there for two. 
Ares goes back to work on a leg and is about to lock in a figure four when Lana runs down. Lara tries to prevent her from getting to ringside, considering she's banned, but Thea Trinidad attacks her from behind and they, those two, brawl to the back, but not before Rusev in the ring hits a low blow on Ares. He locks in the accolade. The ref gets back in the ring as Ares taps out and Rusev retains the U.S. title. The same way he's retained it every match so far. And now, a hype video for the Brock Lesnar vs. Kevin Owens match showing Owens comparing his first year in WWE to Brock's, the Beast's subsequent attack, Owens following up taunting, and the attack with the chair from last week leading to my confrontation with Owens and making this match, which is our co-main event, Brock Lesnar vs. Kevin Owens in a street fight. Owens comes out first, and he comes out with a chair. Brock comes down and takes off his gloves before he even gets in the ring. The bell rings, and Brock charges at Owens, who sidesteps and hits Brock in the back with the chair. Brock, still hurting from the beating he took last week, goes down, and Owens takes advantage with more chair shots to the gut. He tries to recover, and Brock powers out at 2. Owens grabs the table and brings it into the ring, but before he can set it up, Brock goes for the F5, but Owens slips down his back, a result of the hurt ribs. Owens kicks Brock in the gut and hits a DDT to try to give himself some time to set up the table. Heyman is beside himself, shouting at Brock, pleading with him to get up. Owens gets the table set up off to the side of the center of the ring, apparently thinking of hitting the pop-up powerbomb through it. He goes back to Brock, but Brock has a kendo stick that Heyman passed to him, and he he punishes Owens for a bit until the ribs slow him down, and Owens grabs a kendo stick and gives Brock a receipt. A few more chair shots soften up the beast, and Owens whips him into the rope, Hits the pop-up powerbomb through the table and gets the three to Heyman's dismay. Owens, winded, grabs the mic and says, Riz, you think you're smarter than me, huh? I just beat up the beast. Now what? Drops the mic and leaves. Heyman sitting there with his felled beast looking very concerned. Hype video now for Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. Showing us how we got here, including Seth winning the number one contender tournament, the pick your poison match, and the follow up tag match. Match six, our main event Seth Rollins vs. Samoa Joe for Joe's WWE Global Championship. Slow start, each competitor wary of the other's abilities. Seth gets the upper hand first on account of his speed, but Joe turns around into a series of traditional submissions, going from, sorry, transitional submissions. Going from an Indian Deathlock to the STF to the Crippler Crossface. But Seth gets to the ropes. The next exchange shows more of the same and Seth goes outside for a breather. Joe gets a running start when Seth's back is turned and hits a tope suicida to the delight of the crowd. And the ringside fans pat the sweaty Samoan on the back. Joe tosses Seth back in and covers him for two. Rear naked choke. Seth gets up and gets to the ropes to break it. And tries to use his speed again but eats a back elbow. And Joe hits a running senton down for two. Joe tries to set up for the muscle buster, but Seth kicks him away and hits a missile dropkick right to the face and crawls to the cover for two. Seth locks in a rear chin lock of his own, and Joe gets to his feet and hits a back suplex causing the break. Fans are rallying behind Joe, telling Seth that Joe's going to kill him. Corner shoulder block by Seth, and Joe's looking tired. Seth kicks him in the gut, dropping him, and he stomps a mud hole. He runs the opposite corner and runs in with a low dropkick, and he pulls Joe out of the corner for the cover and gets two. He looks up. He looks at Joe, looks up to the top turnbuckle, and goes up top for a splash, but Joe rolls out of the way. Joe crawls into the cover for two of his own, then locks in a rear naked choke, but Seth hooks the rope with his foot, causing the break. Joe claps the ears of Seth and locks in the Kakina clutch, but Seth escapes by flipping over Joe's head and kicking him in the back. Joe's on his feet, but a little wobbly, 
and Seth hits the springboard knee strike again for two. Seth gets that what do I gotta do look and tries to set up for the pedigree, but Joe hits a backdrop. Seth lands on his feet and hits a Pele kick to the top of Joe's head, and Joe drops Seth into cover out at two. Seth tries for the pedigree again, this time gets backdrop over the top rope and lands in a heap on the outside. Joe hits the ropes as if he's going for another suicide dive, causing Seth to dodge and cower, but instead of diving, Joe slid under the bottom rope and is waiting for Seth with a vicious, with a vicious right hand that might have knocked the challenger out. Joe lifts the dead weight of Rollins back into the ring, pushes him towards the middle, and covers him for two. Joe then locks in the Kikina clutch in the middle of the ring, wraps the legs, and Seth's too tired to counter and taps. And still, global champion, Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. And there you have it. All right. Am I allowed to say things? No, you're, you're done talking for the podcast. All right. The rest is on me. Cool. Uh, match placement. See, I was so busy thinking about how there is no universe in the world where Kevin Owens is better than Brock Lesnar. I don't care if Brock Lesnar is half dead. That doesn't happen. You should have put that match last. I wouldn't have. Because I'm sitting there thinking about how fucking absurd that is. (laughs) And how much of a fucking hard-on you have for Kevin Owens. (laughs) Like... I just thought of this only because this is not a joke that I made, but I thought about it. Mm -hmm. In regards to your comparing Kevin Owens' first year and Brock Lesnar's first year, Mm -hmm. you know how they say Babe Ruth is like the greatest baseball player ever? Mm -hmm. He didn't have to play against black people. Now look at when Brock (laughs) Lesnar's first year, you had the motherfuckers of professional wrestling. You had The Rock. You had Younger Undertaker. Kurt Angle. Soon to be Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Kurt Angle. And the list goes... Young Big Show. And the list goes on and on. Kevin Owens. Oh, John Cena? Uh, What else did he do that year? Because Brock Lesnar fucked up John Cena. Younger John Cena. Mm -hmm. Like... That's, 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 you can't compare those two first years. It's like. That's why Owens is the heel. If you went back to the first grade. And you talk about how well you did in the first grade at the age of whatever you are now. Compared <laughs> to the age of first grader is in first grade. Yeah, you dominate. You'd be the best first grader ever. Uh, I don't understand the common core shit though. <laughs> I don't even know what any of that is. So. We're, we're equal on that. But yeah, I just thought of that. I was like... But think about it. I'm not, you're, right. you're right. You're right. Well, you're right. You're right. I but am? You are right. But the it the it that mentality works for the heel that Kevin Owens is. The Observer, it's like, you know, okay, what this guy's saying is completely ridiculous. He is a ridiculous man. Like saying he's the longest reigning universal champion. I get it. That's great. Here's the other thing. My other thing is this. There was no Blake and Murphy in his frequent listen. Alright, that that storyline mm-hmm. is my favorite. And it wasn't even in there. I'm not asking. I'm not I'm not trying to impede. I'll explain. Their absence isn't part of the storyline. Their storyline hasn't culminated in a storyline based match yet. The way these guys are, I would look for any and every way to have them 
in some way, shape, or form, just to keep them in the corner, at least in the top corner of your painting. Okay. I, sh- I should have put a backstage hanging one. There should have been something. <laughs> you could have even done the monitor thing. Uh, I didn't want to put in a backstage segment that wasn't going to have an in-ring return on it tonight. You know what I'm saying? Thinking back now, I should have. Because the, fan, the fans love Blake and Murphy. My fans, at least. The gauntlet. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do in the future now? Like, I was thinking ahead. Like, Asuka beat everybody. Except Bailey. Who beat Asuka after she beat everybody else. Now, now this set, sets up... Like, how much time does she spend on each one? You know what I mean? Like, how long was this gauntlet? It's like, how many girls? 13 opponents for Asuka. Okay, so that means he had to beat them because of how long a free per listen is. Mm. Unless it's Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom (laughs) 11 or whatever. Marathon. Is that what you were doing? Like, how long were those matches? Most of them were short. So So not only did she beat them, she squashed them. Yeah, but think about who... I, I did it in a particular order. Who did I have? Like, if you look at my women's roster, it's mostly jobbers and, like, four serious threats. So, the one... The jabroni she beat were Aaliyah. That was... Yeah, I guess. Eva Marie. Summer Rae. Thea Trinidad. But she just got there. Why would you not make her more of a threat to her? I had to throw her in and not make her look weak. Losing to Asuka, who's still pretty fresh. She's fine. Asuka got the fucking monster push. Gotcha. Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, Emma, Carmella, Peyton Royce, and Tamina. I probably could have showed a little more respect for Tamina because she is kind of a beast. But let's say Tamina did some damage before Nikki, right? And then the rest was Nikki, Sasha, and Bailey. So really I have four or five, if we include Thea, six potential female main eventers. So I was a six... Match long match. You were trying to figure out how. Okay, I was. I was just going by. I was gonna say. So like the first few that Oscar beat under a minute each because the jabronis spinning back fists. They're done. Because an Iron Woman match is two girls fighting for a half hour. So is it like the same amount of time or is that longer? Your match. Let's call that twenty five minutes total. Thirteen falls in twenty five minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Let's say the first six or seven were, like, less than a minute. Alright, because you sat there, and you fucking hate on the my 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 Becky push. She didn't bury my entire division <laughs> in one match. It's Asuka. What's that supposed to mean? Asuka is... She's like, the, my, not even pushed like that on NXT. My Raw and your SmackDown aside, yes, she is. She just... Did you watch? Yeah, I watch. Okay. So she just laid out a challenge for a Fatal 4-Way. She wants all of them. She wants Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and Nikki Cross. She asked Regal to make that match for TakeOver. That's happening. So, okay, so you did your own thing with everybody. It wasn't based on that, but yeah. Okay, good. I had this idea going in. Just keep in mind, like, like, I'm trying to think of, again, you know my memory. My memory sucks. 
if I wanted to remember what happened, sitting there, I wouldn't have thought of it. Because I'm trying to think of where, where I came from with this with my women's division and where I want to go. I kind of off the dome shit when I write it. Now, Bob Backlund. Mm-hmm. What's going on over here, man? You're going to have to tune in and find out. Why you bury Darren Young? You hate Darren Young? No. You racist. You're supposed to make Darren Young great again. No, that was Bob Backlund's job. And apparently, he didn't do a great job. Does he care about Darren Young? As, is it tough love? There's got to be something. I really hope that Kevin Owens does a pop-up powerbomb on the GM character. I think he's been... I think he's been uh, itching for it. I think it's been building towards that climax. I think the fans want it. I think you want it. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Owens just beat the Beast. Yeah, I'm still having trouble believing that happens. He beat the one in 20-whatever-it-is-and-one. So, that's big. But keep in mind, the beating Brock took the week before. With the steel chair. No. Big shit. I you can change history just like the WWE does. Yeah, I forgot about the fucking the pipe attack on the knee. Yeah, he was did because he was clever. Yeah, that was the fucking the half crab with the pipe wedged in between. But uh, I like the outcome of the match. What did you think of Rich DeRiz's Raw free per listen? Hit him up at Rich DeRiz. Yeah. What's the next? What's the next one? I think three That's weeks. One fifty four. I yeah. think I might need to switch, too. So 152 is going to be Rumble Predictions. 153 is Rumble Fallout. 154. I said that. It's episodes. Yeah. I was right. I'm confirming, yes. I should get a switch, too. All right. I need to press it down, too, when you're fucking coughing. It'll be, like, simultaneous. I'll just, I'm just going to keep it held down so it's my turn to talk. <laughs> you know, you can make it. So that it it's the opposite. So that you have to press it to talk. I'm going to forget. And then it's going to be like, what did I say? I got to do it again. <laughs> then fuck it. I didn't press the button. Ever. <laughs> like the whole time. You've been talking to yourself for an hour. <laughs> That'd be a fucking wacky episode. Yeah, I'll say. I'll, I'll just leave it that way. I don't even care. I know. It'll, it'll probably be during your, uh, yeah. your turn to edit. Your dick. So, I I was impressed, impressed with everyone in the UK tournament. Uh, I thought it was fun. I liked that they actually worked an angle with uh, Pete Dunne attacking all his opponents. Except for the first one, attacking all his opponents before the match. Wolfgang. Yeah, Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfgang was impressive. The he, Fucking hitting that moonsault off the barricade. He's a big dude. He's like close to 300 pounds. Wolfgang. I thought he hurt, I thought he hurt his knee. Yeah, he was selling his knee. I don't know if he really but heard he, it or It wasn't what. for that long, though. No. So, <laughs> you I don't know. so I think maybe he thought he heard his knee. Maybe he just, like, banged it. I don't know. So you think he's going to be Mandrews when he hits the main roster? I hope not. He had he was wearing his Mandrews fucking pants. Well, you didn't have the new pants yet. Whatever those are. So I don't think I posted it. I should have. Maybe I'll post it uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Um, it was a very, very good promo. Cut by Trent Seven, Pete Dunn, and Tyler Bate, because um, they are they collectively make up what they call a group called a faction called British Strong Style in Progress Wrestling. Pete Dunn is the Progress World Champion, and the other two are V 
the Progress Tag Team Champions. And they all got a chance to talk. Tyler Bate came last, and he basically said, like, he was, like, looking off, off camera the whole time. And the other two were kind of, like, wondering where he's looking, what, like, what's going on with him. So, Trent Seven spoke first, talking about fucking being champ. Pete Dunne, very good promo, and he said, whether it go, whether he goes, whether he ends up in Tokyo or in Miami, it doesn't matter. All this belt is good for is for leaning on when I sign my next contract, which I thought was pretty great. Good references. And then Tyler Bate just said, fuck this. I gotta piss. Fucking walked off. So, so you saw the inauguration? We were sitting next to each other. I know. I'm clarifying to play with you. I'm clarifying for the listeners who weren't here while we were watching it together. See, that's the difference between me and you. I keep the listeners with me in my heart. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying that sounded like a Brian Gerwitz speech. Dude, shut up. That was the best face promo since Austin three sixteen. Yeah, I know. That's Dude, why I'm saying that was a great Brian Gerwitz speech. That was a white face. White face. <laughs> That was a white meat baby face promo if I've ever heard one. And then he put his catchphrase in. It was so good. And those fucking, those assholes. I watched it on CBS. And first of all, they spent way too much time with the split screen camera on the president elect at the time's face. And I knew what they were doing. I knew the grimy shit they were trying to do. They were trying to catch him. Bored. Which, by the way, any human being in his position would be. <laughs> I even, I don't remember anything any of the other people said. I couldn't tell you the names. I know there was a rabbi. I know there was a priest. I know there was government guys. This sounds like a walks into a bar joke. But the whole thing is, they're sitting there, they're doing a thing, doing a shtick, and the, 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 the TV people are like hammering it in that he has to be sworn in by 12 o'clock, at 12 o'clock on the 20th. I'm like, what, what happens? What happens? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like it's wrestling. Like, what if someone locks him in a closet? And he doesn't make it. Can somebody just run in and just take the oath and they're the president? Who would run in? I don't know. Bernie Sanders with a briefcase, money in the bank? That'd be great. <laughs> or he just shows up. What if, what if there's like a, 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 a scuffle? Cause Hillary was there. Mm. She tries to go over there. She's just taken out by, I don't know, Bill Clinton for the swerve and gets the <laughs> first, gets the first ever third term in whatever many years. Since FDR. Yep. His was a special case. Is that a wheelchair joke? No, because he was World War II president. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I guess that that was why. Or a he... wartime president? Would you call it a wartime president? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. the, the whole point of that was that was a great promo, mm-hmm. and I gotta like read a transcript of it later on because I did record myself watching that, and there were times where I openly cheered, <laughs> like I was watching wrestling. I was like, yeah, woo! Like, I got, I caught myself in it. Like, great, make America great again! I got caught, so I gotta check it out. I gotta see if maybe he tuned into that frequency. That ultimate warrior. And Macho Man Randy Savage hit in my mind when I was a kid watching WWF. 
Because when you're a kid, you listen to Ultimate Warrior say his stuff. Well, at least for me. I can't speak for everybody else. But he's talking about all this crazy shit in the blood of the warrior. And like, yeah, man. Fucking A. Fast forward, you watch back, you're like, uh, <laughs> to A-Man. This guy's seen things. Like, he's, like, I know those are English words. I know what each individual word means. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, though. Macho Man Randy Savage, that <laughs> man has done things. <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts, that shit is dark. He's a fucking intense dude. Yeah, so, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. First ever WWE Hall of Famer in the White House. In the White House. It's happened. No matter how hard you want to cry or hide in your little safe space and say, Yeah, my president. That's who that is. About respecting the office of the president of the United States. Yeah, I don't like to get political, but I'm, I'll. We just fucking did. I know. This is what I said off, off air. I'm going to say it here on air. Like, it doesn't matter what side you're on, left or right, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you backed before the election. Right now, Donald Trump is our president. I may or may not have been happy with him, but, like, this is what we have. So, we now have to support him. I'm sure him, like every other president in the past... I'm sure there are going to be some things that he's going to do that we're not going to like because you cannot please everyone. But we need to support him. He's our president. He's running this country. Whether we like it or not, so we just need to... If if you're not a fan, you just need to get through it. And we're just going to get through it. If you're, if you're just miserable all the time, if you're upset about it, if all you're doing is crying or whatever... Just stop. It will be over eventually. Maybe four years. Maybe eight. Maybe less is possible. I'm just saying. It's not forever. And with that, I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm done with this shit. I'm done with the crying. We're going to move on with our lives. We're going home. Going home. So, if you don't know where to find us, we already covered some of it, but... Check out the Basement Bookers on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Basement Bookers, at Basement Jer, at Rich the Riz. Basement Jer has a YouTube. It's Basement Jer's Basement. He posts close to daily, if not daily. No. I'm going to be posting my first video in a week because I was sick. Oh. I really didn't have shit to say. But for the most part, when you're not sick, you post close to daily. Close to. Well, it's been different. Because I'm actually trying to make them better. He posts every now and then. That's <laughs> <laughs> He posts there more than either of us posts on the Facebook, I would say. True fact. Tell me about it. Uh, don't bother with the MySpace. No one wants to show me how to use it. We have a Gmail. Basinbookers at gmail.com. Uh, iTunes. Like, subscribe, review. Same on Stitcher. And... Basement chair has a message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So regardless of what you gotta do to get through, make it count. And no matter how dark you think it is, it's gonna get better. And do what the man says.